0: This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church
1: in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. So, good afternoon to you. Several years ago, a radio station ran a contest. Disc jockeys invited their listeners to tune in to their clock radios. Just for fun, they said, when you wake up to the sound of FM 106, call and tell us the first words you spoke when you rolled out of bed. If you're the third caller, you win $106. It didn't take long for the contest to grow in enthusiasm. The first morning, a buoyant disc jockey said, caller number three, what did you say when you rolled out of bed this morning? A groggy voice said, do I smell coffee burning? Another day, a sleepy clerical worker said, oh no, I'm late for work. Somebody else said her first words were, honey, did I, put the dog, did I put the dog out last night? A muffled curse was immediately heard in the background, and there was, then a man was uh, heard to say, no, you didn't. It was a funny contest and, and drew a considerable audience. One morning, however, the third caller said something unusual. The station phone rang, good morning, this is FM 106, you're on the air. What did you say when you rolled out of bed this morning? A voice with a Bronx accent replied, You want to know my first words in the morning? The bubbly bubbly DJ said, Yes, sir. Tell us what you said. The Bronx voice responded, Shema, Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. There was a moment of embarrassed silence. Then the radio announcer said, Sorry, wrong number, and cut to a commercial. to remember what did you say when you rolled out of bed today. Chances are those words set the tone for the rest of the day. For the pious Jew the first words of each morning are always the same and they were the words spoken that morning on FM 106. They were first spoken by Moses who said keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Teach them to your children and talk about them when you lie down and when you rise. Deuteronomy 6 verses 6 through 7. Today I want to spend some time unpacking what it means for us to love God. We know something about loving our neighbors. We have developed the notion of loving ourselves into a fine art. But loving God comes first as our greatest obligation and our primary goal. What does it mean? In the passage we heard a few minutes ago, some scribe asked Jesus, which commandment comes first? It was probably intended as a trick question. If Jesus picked only one of the 613 commandments, he left himself open for a barrage of criticism from those who favored another commandment. In the Gospel of Mark, there are over a dozen occasions when the scribes oppose Jesus. They mock him, dispute him, and conspire against him. Certainly they will pounce on whatever answer he offers. Yet the scribe immediately backs off when Jesus answers, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. It is no wonder the primary obligation for every good Jew has always been to love God with the heart, with the center of all passion and trust. That is the primary purpose of human life. When we were baptized in the name of Jewish Jesus and adopted into the promises of Israel, we were given the same script to follow. These words name our primary allegiance and bind us to our greatest responsibility. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. The law teaches us you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul. In Hebrew thought, thought, the soul is the breath of life, the part of of us that is the breathing part. One day, goes the story in Genesis, God scooped up some mud by the riverbank, formed it into a human figure, and breathed into its nostrils. The statue became a human being. The elements became a person. The breath of God blew alive a human soul. To love God with the soul, therefore, is to love God with every breath. We affirm that the source of every breath is the God who gives it. We breathe because God has breathed life into us. We have the capacity to love God because God first loved us by, by commanding us to love Him with our soul and breath. God commands us to do what only God has made possible for us to do. Back in the fourth century, some Christian monks visualized this insight in a memorable way. They talked about prayer as a breathing exercise. As you inhale, they taught, "Thank." Let's see if I do this. Thank God for I can't do it. Thank God for the gifts which are given you. Uh, given you given for uh, which given which I've given you for today. As you exhale, tell God how you are going to use those gifts. Does that make sense? So as you inhale, you're, you're thanking him for the gifts. And as you exhale, you're... Uh, for example, breathe in and say, I thank you, God, for daily bread. Breathe out and say, God, let me find strength in daily bread to do the work you have given me. I'm gonna ask you to do it now because it's... (laughs) But that's the idea, breathe in. Thank you for daily bread and thank you for giving me the work you've given me, okay? Breathe in and and pray. I thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of my sins. Breathe out and pray. I ask you, Lord, to make me a forgiving person. Breathe in, breathe out. The uh, early monks said, let every breath be a prayer, okay? Our breath is always the the power behind every word and song. There's a dear friend of mine who can be a difficult house guest. We love one another deeply, but he has an annoying habit. From the moment he opens his eyes in the morning, my, my friend uh, Guy sings church hymns at the top of his lungs. He prefers loud Welsh hymns in minor keys, although sometimes he changes keys and does not know it. It has been, it has been said of some singers that what they may lack in tone, quali- tone quality, they compensate in volume. The last time Guy stayed in our in our home, uh, he woke me at six forty five one Saturday morning by blasting out, O oh God of earth and altar over a bleary eyed cup of coffee. Put our friendship on the line by asking, Why do you belt out a hymn when you wake up? And he replied, Haven't you heard it said, You shall love the Lord God with all your soul? The commandment goes on to say, You shall love the Lord God with all your mind. We have heads to think ideas to develop, and thoughts to express. When we wake each day, we are called upon to love the Lord with our minds. Hmm. Anybody who who was listening closely to the scripture lesson did not hear these words from the original commandment in Deuteronomy. The Gospel of Mark implies that Jesus added them. This gospel was written for a world that spoke Greek and a culture with a deep respect for the human intellect and its capacity to think. If we are called upon to love God with every possible human ability, the implications are clear for the first audience of the Gospel of Mark. We are to love God with our minds. This has always been a Jewish notion as well. A minister uh, was getting acquainted with the newest clergyman in town who was a rabbi at the local synagogue. Somewhat ignorant of a different religious tradition, the minister asked the rabbi how he spent his time. I do the same things you, uh, any clergy person does, he replied, like you visit the hospitals, uh, plan programs and deal with finances. But the most important thing my congregation pays me to do is study. It was a reminder to every religious leader how easy it is to get caught up in the busyness of congregational life and forget we are called to love God intellect, intelligently and intellectually. That is the business of theology. As a seminary professor once put it, if we take seriously the notion that in Jesus Christ, God became a human being who experienced human life, then Christians are called to think theologically about everything from the environmental crisis to last night's sitcom. It's not enough to have a faith that feels deep feelings. We must develop a faith that thinks profound thoughts. One of the saddest things we ever see is the person whose faith has faltered due to the malnutrition of the mind. Picture a woman in the hospital who is very sick with a lung disease. She is uh, connected by plastic tubes to various machines. A thick clipboard is hooked to the foot of the bed. Once she had uh, been a member of a church, but she had drifted away. A chaplain stopped to see her, although she wasn't dying. The woman had many questions about death. As they talked, the chaplain noticed the reading material by the bed. There was a tabloid featuring a cover story on reincarnation and a cheap magazine that told about the past lives of soap opera stars. One paper cited a recent Elvis appearance. Another made wild claims about strange visitors from another planet. Tragically, there wasn't a Bible in sight, nor any book of substance or depth. The sick woman was a prisoner to the silly whims of pop culture. You shall love the Lord with your, all your mind. If the only mental stimulation we receive comes from People magazine or Wheel of Fortune, then we do not have the capacity to know how deeply God loves us. If we're trying to handle adult life with a third grade Sunday school education, we will not have the skills needed to negotiate the daily difficulties. As John Calvin once noted, if we are fearful, it is because we have not studied and learned the promises of God because anxious people do not concede the care of the world to God. The answer? There's a lot of answers. Go to an adult education class in your church. Visit a church library and take out a book that stretches your brain and fires up your imagination. Check out a commentary on a book from the Bible and work through it verse by verse. Blessed is the person who seeks to love God through the labor of the human brain. As the Apostle Paul described this mental work, we destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. To that end, we are called to love God with the mind. To sum it up so far, you shall love the Lord with, I'm sorry, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, Amen. with the center of passion and trust. You shall love the Lord your God with your soul, with the breath of the uh, breath of life that God gives. You shall love the Lord your God with your mind, with the brain that pursues truth. And finally, you shall love the Lord your God with all your strength. We must understand love if we reduce it it to a sentiment of of the heart, a word from the breath, or a thought from the mind. Love is also something we do. Love is a word that taps our energy and flexes our muscles. A man who didn't know that when he first got married, he had to be taught. He said to his new wife, I love you. He felt it and believed it, but he didn't do anything about it. He dropped dirty socks on the floor and said, Honey, I love you. He promised to cook supper, but arrived home an hour too late, apologizing with the words, I love you. He promised to balance the checkbook, but didn't get around to it until three or four checks bounced. Then he expressed his regrets, adding, I love you. One day his wife said, You must stop saying that you love me. He complained, But I do love you. I feel it. I say it. I think it. She said, No, if you loved me, you would do something about it you would keep your part of the relationship she was right because she knows the full shape of love to love god with all your all our strength is to keep our part of the relationship that god has established we are called to do the tasks which god has made it possible for us to do in this text the kind of love called for us for is a love that can be commanded Each day we wake to face some task for God's sake. If we pledge each new morning to love God with all our strength, we pray that the work we do will be part of God's work, that we might delight in his ways and walk with his love. What should we say when we roll out of bed? Someone paraphrases the commandment by saying, love the Lord God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. Those are good words to put on our lips. With them, we announce that our lives will be directed, not wasted. Rather than stumble around each day and end up nowhere, the great commandment calls us to aim our hearts and minds somewhere. As we inscribe these words upon our hearts, we aim ourselves in love toward the God who first loved us. Amen. Hey, weekly announcements. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. You can give us your prayer request right here at this email address. Uh, you can choose to remain anonymous and choose to give us your name. You can choose to have us pray for you just during our regular weekly prayers. We pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Or you can have your uh, prayer put into the intercessions on Sundays. It's all your choice. Pray at DallasULC.com. Prayer requests right there. All right, guys, it's that time. Thanksgiving, the big time of the year. We do a very fun Thanksgiving here. Um, we'll be having, it's going to be uh, 5 p.m. services on Thursday, uh, November the 23rd, I believe, the 22nd, November 22nd, Thursday, November 22nd. Um, I've already ordered the ham, um, so that'll be here. I'll be making my famous, I guess I'll be making my famous green bean casserole, um, which is always good. Um, if I've seen my mother's recipe, it's lovely. So um, come and see me, you know, next couple weeks, we, and this is it. I mean, it's a couple weeks, so it's not much time. Come see me, let's get signed up and get what you're bringing. Um, so at five p.m. we'll have service. We will have a small, a short round table, and then we'll have um, the potluck after that. So whatever you can ha- can handle bringing, that would be great because um, the church is broke. <laughs> so we need your help for the. There'll be plenty of food there. I know there will be. I know there will be. There always is. and God always provides for us. Um, so come and talk to me. Let's get y'all signed up and get make sure we get all of our things needed that we need to get taken care of. Okay? Thanksgiving already here. Hey, did y'all know we had a podcast? No, oh. no. Can't believe it you what's that podcast thing you got there, Bishop? What's that podcast? Well, this is it right here. You can check out our podcast. Uh, let me tell you something. I tell you the same thing every week. It's different to listen to the podcast. He's rushing me over here. I see that. That's all right. That's all right. I'll get to it. Uh, it's different. You can watch it on YouTube. You can be here in person. But to listen to it on the podcast is different. Check it out. If you haven't done it, please do it. Um, it's, it's cool. And plus, there's some really cool um, radio, you know, kind of uh, quips in there that are kind of fun. So you can check us out on, we're going to go in a different order this time Stitcher, Radio Public. Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Anchor, Castlebox, Castbox, and of course, Spotify. Good old Spotify. All right, well, let's move along.
2: Are they downloadable from the
1: podcasts? They are. You can download them uh, through iTunes. I know you can. I'm not sure. It depends on what, what uh, service you're using, but uh, most of them allow you to download it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It shouldn't be a problem. Cool. Complaints, concerns, suggestions. Wait. Compliments, concerns, congestions, complaints. That's the first one. That's the most important one, that compliments. Feedback at DallasVLC.com. Feedback at com. This is geared more toward our um, people who are just watching our podcast, or watching me, listening to our podcast and watching us on YouTube. However, anybody can use this email address. Please feel free to do it. If I can figure out how to check it, we'll be in good shape. No, I think I've got it. I think I have it in my email box. I think Justin put it there before he before he left us. So um, feedback at DallasVLC.com. Any of those things you got, hand them to us. We'll try to take it for you. All right, moving on. Give it a second here. Probably a little late. You might have to click it one time here. Go ahead. Yeah, there we go. Today's service is dedicated in memory of Patricia Gwynn McCool-Peton. Um, tomorrow is the seventh anniversary of my mother's death. Um, so, um, we sang, we did a couple songs. We did the song the uh, Ave Maria today at at, uh, at communion. It was, the, <laughs> all, my, all my life growing up, my mother said, uh, uh, this is the song you'll play at my funeral. This is a song that you have, to have, you have to have sung at my funeral. I was like, eh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's a long way off. That's a long way off. Well, it came. And so we did. We had, we had a, a beautiful um, rendition of a song at her funeral of a soloist that sang this song. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was Ave Maria. And Pavarotti was her favorite as well. So it was, it was very nice. Um, so uh, I, today was, I, I just felt that it was appropriate to share um, with all of you that uh, she would have, I think, been proud to have been here. Uh, with our church. Uh, she would have supported us in any way she could have and I know she's still here today watching over us and I, I know she's in my heart. Um, and uh, I miss her very, very much. Uh, but seven years, it seems like it was yesterday. So today we celebrate the life of Patricia Quinn McCool-Pete and my mother.
0: Knocking on Heaven's Door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas,
3: Texas.
1: So, what did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Well I did um... I love where he just jumps in now. <laughs>
0: I did like yeah you know, during the sermon I mean it was um when you were talking about how like the lady in the hospital bed if she only has people and and will of fortune you're you are
1: you't not, you're not trying to say that she won't she won't go to heaven because she did say have,
0: that you know I, yeah um, I' see that she wasn't
1: work she wasn't she wasn't challenging her Christian mind
0: okay because I would think that God would would take I you mean know, it's based on your it's based on perspective I mean or it's Everyone has a different perspective. So that lady's reality would be as long as she tried to do the best, or she was the best Christian in her reality. Then, right? I mean, that's the. I mean, I would think in her reality. Well, like okay, I mean, so God she, gave us specific her, rules. Her, her, her set of circumstances. As long as she did the best she could with her set of circumstances and tried think to please anybody. Yeah. Right. Right. But so. I mean,
1: God gave us a specific set of rules to follow, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pretty simple. But as long
0: as she followed them in within her, you know, as long as she followed them, then no matter no matter what her, no matter how much she challenged her mind or whatever or how
3: well the point is
1: the point we're trying to make with this is love the heart love the love the, love the Lord with all your all your heart all your uh, soul uh, all your mind it's, it's those things it's about every some of these religions that believe that every like they're talking about breathe in breathe out every breath should be a prayer to God a thanksgiving to God and a, and a prayer to God right yeah. I mean we that's strive to live our lives so that everything we do yeah. everything we do Will be favorable in the eyes of God. That could be our homework, by the way, doing doing the exercise like you breathe. I don't know and about breathing. that. Am yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right about that? I mean, look, yeah. uh, we're sinners. Yeah. Granted, I think we I think we lean you know, on that a little too much sometimes. I do. I think we use that as a crutch. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, well, we're, we're going to sin anyway. So yeah. yeah, we're sinners. We're sinners. It's okay. No, it's not yeah. okay. Yeah, but the whole point that we're trying to make is use every aspect of you. Okay, God created every aspect of you. So The good and the bad. Well, the good and the bad, but the, 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 we're talking about now using your breath, using your mind, using your soul, using your heart, using these things that he gave you and that he created to give back to him, to give back through him. Um, so I mean, it's, it's about living a better life. Keeping your mind off of the Wheel of Fortune, and you, because know, you're pretty much brain dead watching that stuff. You know, we watch yeah, TV all the time. Yeah. I do, You don't know, have a TV all the time. Five five to
2: that mark. Well,
1: I mean, we do. We're brain dead. Preach. We are brain dead Preach. when it comes to television and radios. It's always got to have always got to have noise weird. on. Always got to have noise on. And I, and I'm saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just as guilty of that as anybody. Yeah. Um we, we, Although I'm getting better, I don't know if we you have noticed, the TV is not watch. on nearly as much uh, I here. No, I noticed but that. But you
2: watch things that are educational, like HDTV. Well, I'm to say
1: it's educational. so there's pretty, some junk on there too. But you know, if anything, you uh, lot, are, here's the deal, you know. I, I have it on most of the time for for noise, and that's, that's you know, pretty much my excuse, but when I leave here, I do leave the TV on, because the dogs will bark when they hear anything, sure. and if the TV's on, it does kind of curtail that. Sure. When I'm here, if it's if I'm in my room, here by myself, and I'm in my room, I have it on because, it makes me feel a little less lonely, first of all, okay? And secondly, it's just background noise. It's just something going on, so I'm not listening, because I have, unfortunately, I do have very, very good hearing. I can hear the grass grow. So if and I don't fits. have that noise on, I will hear everything going on outside, inside, everywhere, and I'm I, it just it's like you know that ADD thing where you get distracted and say, oh, look, something shiny. That's what it's like with me, it's just auditory.
0: And I think in the grand scheme of
1: things. I think having the TV on to TV is really not that bad. I, I didn't mean, say it was but, bad. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But I also still take time for my quiet time. Right. I do. I, I make sure that that TV goes off at some point. Um, and, and I, you know, either meditate or I pray or I just think mm-hmm. about, you know, I mean, I, I do a lot of A lot of my day is is, is involved with, with the church anyway. So that helps, that's kind of a, you know, a given for me that I'm going to be thinking about, you know, the biblical scripture and, and, and thinking about sermons and thinking about my congregation and, and thinking about things like that. Um, so that that's kind of a, a given for me. I don't have to really... Take too much time out of the day to say I thought about this and, and yeah. thought about my you know, and, and prayed today and did that because I'm doing it every day anyway for for service. So
2: I like the fact that, uh, it was geared towards practical mental uh, praise, which which for me recently, very recently, like what two weeks ago, I uh, just started working under a, a carpenter's hands and I could see how uh, Christ. His at least his father, I don't know. if He was, I think he, was he was a carpenter as well. Too. Jesus Christ was a carpenter, yes. I, I can see how the me, the methodical, uh, cut measure twice, cut once, uh, planning and uh, and uh, quality in one's work is uh, Christ-like. In these last two weeks. How? Well, it's through trial and error, honestly, uh, through trying to cut corners and realizing through the, the cutting of corners, your work is going to have to be redone. Because uh, as uh, in that field, um, in that field, fortunately, there are people who uh, have pride in their work, and the quality of one's work is what, uh, is what is what defines your your name and your practice. It does, and so um, working under him, having to do all of the front work that he's already gone through, it's humbling, mm-hmm. and it's, it's why I'm here right now. I think because it, it's for some reason trying to go opposite, away from the church, and you don't know, go out there and. Get my hands on tools, and it it put my my consciousness into the mentality of church. And you came to mind uh, uh, the the memories of church came into mind because of the structure, perhaps, or the. Well,
1: I think uh, you know. I think that the church on, a, on the Sabbath is important, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I think you know, our their, their time at church is this is a celebration time on Sundays. This is our Sabbath. This is our day to rest. Okay. This isn't a day to necessarily um, do the work that is required of us as Christians I mean we do it all the time we should just continue to do it on Sunday, but this is our resting time this is our celebration. when we come here it's to celebrate to celebrate the week we've had to celebrate the time we've had during the week is when we do our our work so maybe I think that the lessons we discuss here at church um, are uh they, they, they're interwoven they are they're interwoven into our daily lives and that's the whole idea is that we want you to understand that this Bible is still relevant today you know it's still part of us today it's, it's, it still can be very useful in, in our daily lives and we should use it as that tool along with other tools of prayer and uh, listening to God and uh, meditation and 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 you know even in music music I think I think uh, uh, music is a very important part of our of our uh, daily practice, or our practice as, as Christians. I mean, we ought to, that's it's an, it's an important part. Yes, Tim?
0: That's very true. I mean, I think a lot of people forget to, uh, I bet a lot of people don't even crack their Bibles open during the week, except on Sundays. You well, know, and, like, and, yeah. and
1: Sunday's not really the day, Sunday's the day to do it, yeah, it is, yeah. kind of. I mean, we're going, yeah, to, yeah, to, we're going to go through some yeah. lessons, but during the week is when you're supposed to be really doing all that. Yeah. You know, that's when you're. Really, this is this. Is, this is like I said. This is our rest time. This is our celebration. I mean, for me, it's it's kind of not. <laughs> I mean, this is when I'm when I'm working to get here, right? So this is my day. I'm working today. This, but I think people probably take for granted that they, oh, I know what's in there. They don't. I don't need to look at it again. It's, look at it you know, again. Yeah. Because I'm gonna check. Like I've said before. Uh, every verse of the Bible, every every part of the Bible that I look at, every, every time I see it, I, I see something different. I see it a little differently. And, and even we're working with you guys and hearing hearing y'all talk about it, I see get a different point of view. The Bible is a kaleidoscope. Translations, a kaleidoscope of, of, of interpretations. And each and every verse, even by the same person, can be interpreted in a hundred different ways. I mean, you can look at it all different different ways and different ways to look at it, and sideways and forward, and there's different, you know, lessons to be learned. from. And that's why I think it's such a special book, because I don't know of any other book that I can read and go through and line by line go, okay, yeah, but this is, could be also looked at this way, and this way, at this way, and, and how about this? And, and they're all wonderful things coming out of that. But that has one of those Zondervan or. Um Sondervan
0: Bible—is that what it's called?
1: I don't know what you, I don't know what Bible you're talking about. Do you Don, know something about do Sondervan?
0: I'm not sure I know. I, but I go might ahead. I'm not getting that word right, but but it's um, it's uh, I really oh, it's okay it doesn't matter. but it but it, it, like so you have the, the you have this big biblical text and then underneath it, it is, it's almost the whole almost every single text is is broken down into into everyday like
1: it sounds like language. a student Bible. I mean, I, well, there, if you'll there, see, there, there's
0: that word. I'll I'll. Find you see, out what that I mean, is, you see what I
1: use. I mean, I use this is um, God's word for students. Yeah. And I still use this today because I, I love this because it does have little. There's notes all throughout. It. I mean, if you see here, see like we're talking about whatever we're talking about at the time. There's there's footnotes basically. It's kind of like you know the Bible for dummies. Yeah. You know, kind of just sticking in there. But it's at every point that I go and read. Here's about leadership. I mean, how many, if, if I could tell you, what. Open, open your Bible to the verse about leadership. How many would you know that? How many would you do that? No, not very many people. Right. Plus, you can look in the back, back here, excuse me, Look in the back, and in the glossary, it has all those those, those questions those, and those words yeah. where you could look it up and say, oh, I need to look at something about, I'm having a problem with this, or I need to look up, okay, let's see. Okay, so here's the glossary. Thank you, Tim. Um, uh, here's something about uh, sex. Let me talk about sex. That's in here. And you talk about um, rejection, <laughs> rebellion. And you talk about suicide. Yeah. Faith, loneliness. There's one. You know, making a difference.
3: He's reference study books. You can go to Marvel anywhere to get them, and some, some of them are thicker than the Bible. Oh yeah. 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 Because
1: there's so, like I said, there's so many different ways to look at things. Portions yeah. have been built. Oh, absolutely. The Bible. I mean, yeah. They have, but. Isn't that amazing that these, I mean, look, this just reinforces the idea that this this book is divinely inspired. I mean, we'll we'll go all day long and talk about how there's been, you know, human hands have touched it and and have made some changes that probably, you know, uh, we could have um, done without. Only some ends and some omissions and things like that. But the bones are still there. Okay. And if you have a question about it, if you don't agree with something in the Bible, ask God.
2: (laughs) What? No, no, I was I was uh, just looking at it through like a perspective of someone. Like, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah. Just I, ask God. I was, I was so
0: happy to hear the, the, that perspective, though, because, I mean, it, it, Church of, you know, where I grew up in the Church of Christ, I mean, it made it so it was impossible for me to stay in that church because you, you took it word for word, you took it as as that, you didn't, you know, I mean, and, and it, it, taking that taking the Bible word for word made it impossible for me to go there because of, you know, for, you know, the reason. So, I mean, I, I was glad to hear that, that, I didn't have to take it you don't as
1: you know yeah. I, I understand people's faith and their, their faith can be very strong I get that and I understand how their faith drives them to a belief that the Bible is written and it's word for word I, I get that I understand how it's very you know that's your faith but I think anybody with uh, the inquisitive mind that God gave us the the questioning mind the yeah. the brain that he gave us to work things out and to deal with issues like like the, like we have uh, in the Bible anybody with that can get past that wall, I'm going to call it a wall of faith because that's what it is.
2: Capacity.
1: To get past that, that they've been taught all their lives and yeah. move on past that and use their brains instead instead of just going about what they've been taught yeah. to do and using their brains and thinking about it. Yeah. I think it's so obvious that there's some discrepancies. Yeah. Oh. Help me out here, Bailey. The
3: easiest thing... So... The Earth was created. Creation six days, and on the seventh day He rested. Well, okay, maybe. Was there a day? How long was the day?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Now we know a day is twenty-four hours. Day night. But what are they trying to tell us in the very beginning? Okay. that God is. A it's the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: lesson is there, right?
3: It, it it was it was I see, I think
1: I that quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I see creation was made that quick. Uh, go ahead. Go
3: that, ahead. that's what I take away from you know on, yeah. on the first day and the second day and the third day and this. Talk about it the first it the first quick. pair the
1: first one. I think the issue is here. Look, the literalists versus the people who who are a little you know take it a, a little more with a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay, which is what I think we do. If you take that first, this comes up just the very first thing you talk about in the Bible, the, the seven days of creation, six days of creation, right? Yeah. Look, okay. Here's the deal I have about this. Does it make a difference in your life today whether it was seven days or whether it was 700 days? Right. Honestly, does it make a difference in the way you live your life today? No. No. It's really it's a matter of faith. What it's you know, us, is it's the story. It's it's, it's, it's the, the lesson behind the story. Today's right. today's
3: Other what we see is quick, and what they saw is quick. Then, are two different things. Right. Quick well, could happen in a
1: month, well, six
3: yeah. months, because
1: they didn't have the benefit of internet.
2: That's where I was going. Yeah, anything. I want to piggyback off of you. It, it was just quick. Yeah. I mean, it was That's what I think if, I think if there's a middle ground, if you look at it, the seven being a, a, a symbolic standard, and you want to look at it as sixty, and you want mm-hmm. to double that. Here we and go. And you have the capacity mm-hmm. to look at it like if God is lightning or light. God, it's light. Then they comprehend that that they see light the same way we see it. They see it like instantaneous. Okay. And so if there were a flash of lightning that hit a rock that was mainly copper or something and it just it could conduct it and if it were to travel, they would describe it as how an electrician would look at it as 60 and then it going into negative equally going down and then going back Still retaining that positive sixty, but able to re- to duplicate to one twenty. So God is equally as negative as positive, but He always will return to His original form, which is positive. Okay. You know, I mean, it, in the sense, it look I, I see it like um <clears throat> like a uh, like a pyramid. How it can be broken down and then re distributed equally, just by dividing Himself, like a yin and yang, but living. It's it's hard to explain it, but like working, uh, or just now scratching the surface of the infrastructure. Are you of our saying country, that
1: God is good and evil.
2: I'm saying he's like electricity. He has a negative charge and a positive charge, but he maintains a positive charge. Otherwise, he would be he just be because grown.
1: here's 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 my my my, my Not good and rebuttal to to that because mm-hmm. God is all love. He's, he's, he's total unconditional love. Yes, that includes punishment. We all know that punishment is part of love. Okay. But to to you just kind of said it kind of hit me just kind of funky when you said he's, he's the positive and the negative.
0: Dude, energy mean hard, to, how, how, like he's, a, he's always saying how you know, the universal middle, always will that's why I said
2: there's a there's a middle ground. I, I looked at as the literalist and the face value, but also the implications and the anecdotal uh, associations that people tie to them with their own life. That that could vary because I I could you know be like completely benign and not knowing nothing about you know. Um, what, what I'm not I could have been blind to evil I may not have seen a lot of things uh-huh. you could consider evil yeah and I could just be looking at literally like oh that's a negative charter there there okay. you got you know that's the wrong side of battery yeah. and just it's take it as that thought.
1: I think I think it's important to understand here again just to go back to it I mean the arguments have been done over and over and over again for centuries what the hell does it matter
0: yeah it's a leap of faith you're taking because I mean yeah, I, I, well, I, well, because I mean I I refuse to I refuse to follow a god or to worship a God like like the Church of Christ wanted me to worship, I, I'm not going to follow a God that thinks I'm going to go to hell because I'm gay. I'm not going to follow That's that. True. I'm not going to follow that one, and so I refuse to. And so I'm 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 going to follow the one, and it makes sense to me. I've always felt that, if, that I've always felt that as long as I'm a decent or you know, decent enough person. And didn't really screw anyone over too bad, and and really when it, when it really when it all came down to it, as long as I was, is that what you strive for. As long as I was, as long as I was really pretty
1: good, I should get in there. I really, I've always felt that way. That's what and, you strive for, huh? To be pretty good.
0: Well, that, that, that's
1: since you've changed, a lot. The best I can be. The best. I can there you be. go.
0: I like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stumble every once in a while. But we I should, are, and I should be able to like ask for forgiveness and get in.
1: Ask for forgiveness and and repent. Yes, repent is the big big part there. Yeah. Okay. Here's again. Does these stories are, are I, I believe the Bible has some beautiful lessons. Obviously, I mean, I'm just talking about it, just the praising of how it can be all looked at different ways. And the thing I'm going to tell these people over and over again is, does it really matter? Yeah. Why do we Why are we squabbling over this? If you have your belief, then that's your path. Stay on that path. That's that's great. If that's what you believe, right? Honestly, believe. I mean, seriously, right. yeah. you need to really believe that. Don't right. don't don't BS yourself. Okay? That's the worst thing you can do.
2: Yes.
1: Talk to God. Listen to God. Use the intellect he gave you. Use that soul. Use that, and that, that feeling inside your gut, that, you know, that intuition you get about things. And listen to it. Yeah. Make your decisions, informed decisions, and educated decisions based on that. That's why we come and talk like this. So we can come together and, and, and use our own brains and kind of put them together and say, look, I look this way and look this way and this way. But my whole point is it doesn't matter. What is, how does it affect your life now whether it happened that way or not whether it was literally happened that way or it was just a story it doesn't matter, there's only one story in the Bible one in the Bible that matters if it literally happened or not and that's the uh, crucifixion of, and resurrection of Jesus Christ
2: that's it yeah. that's it even in that sense I, think, I know some uh, people that are so uh, stuck in their toolbox they would look at it, well you could do it came back he had a, they upped his art and put it in, he, you know he, yeah. they, they, um, a resurrection, is just, a bare uh, capacitor after you, get another wire and well, you run the extension cord. You are
1: stuck on that electricity, aren't you? Well,
2: that's honestly, that's the only recently I, I, haven't, I've never grasped, after being shocked and feeling the pain of it, and having a respect for it, mm. and a need for it at times.
1: Always. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, yeah, we've become we? very, you, very dependent upon it. You your heart, you need a defibrillator it seems it all comes back to that since the flame and we've refined it and got the ability to, to harness God's God strike I think we've been taking it so far for granted as far as a, a, a society
1: we take all of our gifts for granted
2: but that's the most that we don't realize that if, if it were to be if were gone, we, if he were to take back the Pandora box how much how many of us will remember what Pandora box looked like you know, I think
1: it would be pretty dark to find it too. <laughs> you that know what's
2: would be pretty bright. Like, you know. I'm
1: sorry, Sure, sure. I'm sorry. go
2: ahead. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Okay, so, Bale you're going to need to add to that. God is,
3: and like I said, I'm, I'm, like I've told you before, to be um, to know truly what God is. Hmm. I did not know until my first child was born. Right, I loved my son, and it destroyed me to have to punish him. Yeah, but that didn't mean I didn't love him. That didn't make me evil, though.
1: No, that made you. That made you loving, okay. more loving.
3: God has <laughs> many. You know, we are limited in the English language. God has many names in the Hebrew. Okay, if I sat here and tried to pronounce all of them, <laughs> you would not. you'd you'd be you'd laugh at me however the names for God are are endless endless you got God Lord Jehovah the most high God Lord Master El Shaddai God Almighty okay Um,
1: and that's his English Jehovah Rapha (laughs) yeah
3: the Lord who heals okay so they've got different and it goes on different names for God and some or one you do not speak which is Yahweh.
1: That's right. Yahweh. Yahweh.
3: It's the one. This. It's that holy. Right. They do not speak it. Right. But they had to have some way of describing God when giving thanks to Him, or asking for heal, for healing, or for blessing on their crops, whatever. They have different names. and That's just there are
1: thousands of them until
3: you study, you know, another language.
1: Yeah, and, and it just tells you. I mean, you just again, don't realize how <laughs> limited we are. In and all, and, you know, and, and going as far as far as saying even other religions, uh, you know, talk about a higher power or a, a god. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'll say it again and again. You know, the, the basics of these religions, the basics of all of the religions around the world teach the same lessons they do yeah. look really at them good. they're peaceful loving you know Doing forgiving their yeah. uh, balance and that balance that universal balance which will always be we're the ones that are imbalanced you know we're the ones yeah. that are causing some of those whoo yeah. okay yeah. there is a you know look there is <laughs> there are always well, I can't say that there is a battle currently still going on between good and evil
2: it is. There's only someone who from, like from a certain w current problem. until the current blows the circuits. And I think we act as circuits, as, as ability, as praisers. I think sometimes we'll cut on, like um, I'm put the TV on, put a toaster on, put the blender on, I'm put on my back massager, put on my foot soaker, and cut yeah. brush my hair, and then put the hair dryer on, leave it on. And what does that have yeah. to do with the price of tea I, in China? Because there's only one outlet that's got. And you're we're all pulling from it. Mm. Oh, yeah. And some of it is like, I'm bother why I got the hair dryer going. I think that's when humanity will be punished by, as an electrician would say well you can put too much uh, you can't have too much demand. God though and that's the electricity you're exactly. talking about you can't uh, pu- put too much and not use it and just well, have yeah, it going I on I don't, you I don't know I don't, okay you know, it's, your, 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 your
1: metaphor breaks down a little yeah, bit okay, there yeah, it yeah, breaks yeah. down a little bit because I, think, I can't have enough God
2: I mean for the circuitry of it
1: I understand that for the but you, I can't have enough God that's all there is to it I think mean, I mean, there's more the power to we're going to that war though between good and evil until Christ we're going to have that well yeah even that. but you know what here's the deal though Good doesn't always win. No. And I think that we take that for granted as well. Yeah. You know, that is true. Uh, look at our world today.
2: That is very true.
1: If you don't think that evil's out there, you've got... You're yeah. looking through some really nice rose-colored glasses. I was talking yeah. to, to, I think, to Baylor about this earlier. About, you know, look, there is evil out there. And it can win. Yeah. It can beat... Well, it can win.
3: While good doesn't, doesn't always win, we are, we are promised...
2: We are. We have. Ultimately,
3: yeah. that oh, yeah. good... Will inherit. We'll went out over evil and we, yeah. to, you know, yeah.
1: and we hope that that's the case that
3: is what you is know. told to us it is. Yeah, in the New Testament it
1: is told to us in the New Testament but praise and what practice. king wouldn't tell their, their, their constituents but, that
3: well this is not a revelation this is
1: I understand, yeah. I, I get you but what king wouldn't tell their constituents that what king wouldn't say I promise you good will will overcome, we will win that's
3: where faith becomes. And that's where
1: faith comes in yeah. God is, is powerful, he's all powerful oh. Yeah. But evil is a strong one, too, and we have to watch it. We have to watch it and make sure we are doing our our best to, to battle that. And how do we battle that? We battle that with love. We battle that with forgiveness. We battle that with uh, friendship. We battle that with doing for others. We battle that with, you know, prayer and meditation and taking the time to do these things that we talk about every Sunday, about doing and practicing.
2: I think we're on the right side of the... I think we're all in the same, being a congregation of, of the familiar faith, of being in a... Uh, not uh, just gay, but... We're, for, for the most part, we're spiritual friends. I think we're, we have the same charge of, comparatively to some people on the planet that have just no mental, spiritual, or physical desire to go in our path.
1: Well, that's why, that's why congregations are what they are. I mean, because they're, they're a glad gathering of people with the right. same mindset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course, they all think their mindset's right. You know? Right. But we're nice. a little different here. We're a little more open here. You right. know, I, I try and be uh, a little more. Let's let's look at it. Let's try and put ourselves in and look in, the, in through their through their eyes and oh, so understand it, it.
0: it. And we're lucky because our mindset is right. So well <laughs> right now, it's not a church it's
3: not the perfect place.
2: No, we're definitely you know, more positive than a lot of we're people. Perfect people. No, it's not. In you're fact, perfect? Go somewhere else. You don't need. You probably
1: don't need church if you're perfect, because I mean, you're Jesus Christ, aren't you? Right. Church
2: is being positive—that's right. It's yeah, trying right. to strive to be perfect, but you're not there. You're maintaining a positive outlook. Being a
1: good Christian is always striving to be perfect in God's eyes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Always.
2: Pessimistic and Christians again, again. We
1: mess up. Yeah. We mess we all up. All fall short.
3: About but
1: time. that's okay. But th- that's how you learn. That's how you learn. You know. Do you learn? That's the important part. Hopefully. Are you learning hopefully. from your mistakes and making a difference and changing it next time where you don't do it again, or are you yeah. going and buying the hubba bubba every day and, and repenting, repenting about it and still going in the next day and stealing it from the Walmart and stealing it yeah. the next day from the Walmart? If you're the the right
2: congregation, mind. one of your fellow followers is going to call you on it and keep you. Hopefully, call, hopefully that's the whole that idea. Charge, yeah. you know, that's the whole idea. They're going to hold you to your. We're here to help each other's on each other's
1: path. I can't, I can't walk you down your path because your path is different than mine. So. But. I can tell you about my path. I can tell you how, what I've done. You can tell me what you've done. You can tell me what you've done, and we can work together with that, and hopefully make it a little easier for us, and, and we can f- follow our paths a little uh, more uh, true yeah. than we Been do.
2: around you, I've noticed that non diliamus is only part I can remember. Yes. Is, is a good method to keep that
1: non diliamus verbo nec lingua sed opere veritate.
2: A veritate. Yes, <laughs> <Sorry>. that's right. <laughs>
1: Love not. I, I always get the translation wrong. I can say it in, in Latin, but I can't say the translation in English. Love not the word, indeed. Uh, the nor deed, the, n- no. Love not the word, in something indeed. But but love the deed. But yeah, you okay. do it. In other words, it means walk the walk. Don't yeah. just talk the talk. Yeah. yeah okay. you know, your words mean nothing. Right. Your words mean nothing yeah. until you put something behind it. Yeah. That, the actions, what you yeah, do, how do will,
3: it. what you do. Actions how you speak do it, louder will than words. Who you are not what you believe.
1: Right, yeah. you are. You can't boast and boast and boast and boast and boast, and, do, and not and you not doing anything about it. Not having, if you, you have no sustenance behind with your words, then your words fall flat.
2: Yeah, exactly,
1: right? You, know, you get these people that are so loud. You get the the, the famous the one. I think is so. It's a famous one we all talk about. The, the lady that sings the loudest at church. You know, and she's always you know first in line for this and there, but she gets out and she's the one who is bitching in the car and honking the horn yeah. and shooting the finger at people. Look, lady, you're missing the point.
0: Yeah.
1: it's not about what people see, view, hear. Yeah. it's not what it's about. It's not about who's got the biggest Easter hat on. Yeah, Jesus Christ's chalice wasn't gold. Right. <laughs> you know, we forget those things mm-hmm. to be a little more humble. We're about how our hair is done what we're wearing and how we smell and you know the cologne we've got on come on guys Christmas is coming up and and, you know we we get into that 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 lull of you know I want this I want that I want this I want to have this you know let's let's change it around a little bit what can I give what can I give what can I give what can I give so we're going to talk about Thanksgiving coming up and Thanksgiving's coming we'll be thankful for what we have and then we're going to figure out what we can give back this year that's going to be our our theme of Christmas this year is giving back. Not not taking, not getting. Mm-hmm. Big giving. Okay. Something I'm developing as we speak for our, our Christmas theme this year. Giving back. How are we gonna give back?
2: We should do a drive.
1: We should. So think about that. What do you want to do a drive about? Oh, let's think about let's it, let's bring about it. Let's do it.
2: Let's go to Tim's house and get all of the things that are need bigger. to be gifted. Yeah. Mm. Still box. Alright, <laughs> we digress.
1: Y'all have anything else we need to talk about this week? I don't think so. <sighs> okay I, it was a good one guys um, you're pretty simple I mean it's, it's simple but it's, it's not easy yeah. it's simple but it's not easy to, to stay and praise God with every breath every emotion every sight every every word everything every movement for mm-hmm. me it's
2: not easy not to sometimes because I'm yeah. conscious. amen oh lord that conscious alright
1: let's close this out in prayer guys okay.
2: alright
1: oh, would anybody else besides me like to lead us in prayer to this after oh. anybody no I think we'll let you <laughs> Baylor, come join us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come and praise you today. And we thank you for the gift of friendship. We thank you for the word that we have spoken today and been able to speak today and learn from today. And we ask for your help in staying true to you in 100% of everything that we do every single day of our lives. We are grateful for each and every moment you give us, and we owe you 100% times 100%. Thank you for all that you offer us. Let us have a good week. Let us uh, come back together here next week in true love and friendship and celebrate your name. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Thank you. You're welcome.